Welcome to City Talks, a monthly podcast looking at the big issues facing UK cities and the latest thinking on urban policy. I'm your host, Andrew Carter, from the think tank Centre for Cities. I hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome to this episode of City Minutes. Today, I'm joined by my colleague, Paul Swinney, and we're going to be talking about our latest briefing, which is called Do City Centres Really Benefit Their wider areas. Uh, as anybody that listens and reads the work of the Centre for Cities, they will know that the, the role of the important role that city centres do play and should play in their wider urban areas is an ongoing uh, and prominent theme uh, for us at the Centre. So, Paul, let, let's start with just put a, provide a bit of background and context to the latest briefing. So three bits of, of context. So um there's a wider bit of research that the centre has done where we've focused on city centres for uh, for a long time and the role that they play in uh, in city economies, the national economy and the importance of them. Um, and it's led to the finding, particularly in our levelling up work, to say that, that Manchester and Birmingham city centres especially are undersized. Um, that has uh, in part then fed through to it. The second piece of context, which is as part of the deep dive report that we've done with Resolution Foundation and the London School of Economics, um, so we'd recommend through that, that again, these two places are undersized and the strategy to try and improve their, the performance of these two places for the benefit of the national economy has to be about trying to improve the performance of their city centres. And the third is the one that we spoke about um, in a very recent podcast is a briefing that we put forward, understanding the role that uh, cities play in their wider regions and the links that they have with their surrounding towns and how they spread prosperity. Now, given given the former and the latter, the question then was, well, actually, how do city centres spread prosperity? And we can use the same methodology used in uh, in that briefing to understand what's going on uh, for Manchester and Birmingham city centres especially. And so the briefing was born. Brilliant. So, um You've just set out the context brilliantly. So let's just get into the the findings. What what is what's the main findings from uh, from the from the briefing? Well, the big political issue, uh, especially in a place like Manchester, is that well, if if we spend more money in Manchester city centre, um, is that really going to bring any benefit to the people of Oldham? And actually, that means that we shouldn't be then putting that uh, that money in place. We should be doing something directly in Oldham. Now, the brief ensures that in on first flush, that's totally understandable why people raise that. Because when we look at how the city centre of, of Birmingham and Manchester spread prosperity, we see they do generate prosperity for the broader area. But actually, that area is relatively small. It definitely doesn't extend out across the whole of both of those two cities. So in Manchester, and there's some fantastic maps. So I absolutely love the maps that are in the briefing. So please do go and have a look at them. Let me very badly try and explain to you through through words um, in terms of what they, they look what they look like. In Manchester and Birmingham, we've seen very similar patterns in, in that you have this what I describe as, a, as an inner ring where uh, where people living in those neighbourhoods are accessing the prosperity, and um, particularly those accessing the high paid jobs either tend to be in the city centre. So think young professionals or sort of on the fringe of this ring. So in a place like Manchester, it is, it is Hale, it is Didsbury, these types of places. In Birmingham, it is places like Sutton Coalfield to the north and Kings Heath to the south, for those uh, who know the geography of the area. Um, but sort of beyond that, so in Manchester's case, 
um, you know, out into Oldham or Bury or, or Rochdale, or in Birmingham's case, particularly out into the black country, there isn't really that strong link with the city centre. And particularly in terms of people accessing the high paid jobs in the city centre, that doesn't seem to happen in those parts of those cities. So that does raise the question, well, hang on a minute, you're saying double in the size of the city centre, but it doesn't really doesn't doesn't bring benefits. So what are you talking about? So in in order to get at some of that uh, those issues in the briefing, then we also look at London and the role that the London city centre of London plays in the broader Greater London context to give some sense as to what might happen if both Birmingham and Manchester were doing more of what we would expect them to do. So just say a little bit about what the pattern is and the scale of uh, the effect that we see in London. We've already seen, or we've already run this experiment basically within London, which should give us some confidence then about what it is we might expect to, uh, to see. So it's always quite helpful to understand what has happened in London, you know, a place that does being a big city very well, to understand what the realms of possibility are. And this is something we come up quite frequently against about, oh, well, we shouldn't be comparing other places to London, Manchester, Birmingham to London. We don't want to be like London. That's totally fine but also a lot of important lessons to learn from looking at London and studying London too. So we do that in this, this piece um, especially. And what we know about London is that um, not only is the city-wide obviously very, very prosperous, but the city centre plays a much bigger role within that too. So 42% of all of all of London's output occurs in London city centre, whereas in Manchester it's about 18%, in Birmingham about 15% in terms of what the city centre contributes. So they're much smaller, they play a much smaller role in a much weaker, broader city economy. If we then look at then how prosperity spreads across London, we see that that, that core of, of prosperity that we see in um in Manchester and Birmingham, you know, basically spreads across the whole of London in the way that in Manchester and Birmingham only covers a very small part of, or a relatively small part of, of Manchester and Birmingham. And what that tells us is that if the centre is more prosperous, if there are more jobs available, particularly high skilled jobs, then people across a broader area of the city will, in principle, be able to benefit from them. And so then this recommendation about doubling the size of Manchester and Birmingham city centre economies, or you know, make them even larger than that, you know, we should have... Uh, strong belief that that actually will be a benefit to a broader place. And part of the solution for a place like Oldham has to be about, not the whole solution, but part of it has to be about, you know, improving the performance of that city centre economy, increasing the prosperity available so there's more prosperity to access. And it's, so it's not just about, that. say, the jobs in the city centre of London are more productive and therefore probably have higher wages. That's one thing, but also there's just vastly more of them. So yes. it's a scale effect, exactly. not just the fact that, you know there are a certain number of jobs and they're incredibly well paid. Yeah, exactly. So it's the it's it's the composition of that. They tend to be higher high skilled. That's because city centres offer particular benefits uh, that attract in these high skilled types of activities. But it is a multiplication of that too, and that's what London does in particular. Very highly skilled economy, uh, central London, as is central Manchester, as is central Birmingham, but also it's a very big economy. So you've got a much larger amount of absolute prosperity available. Great. Okay, so. Um, as always in our, our briefings, we're not just um, we're not just describing the situation. We're trying to draw policy implications and recommendations out of that. So when we then turn back to Manchester and Birmingham, what are we saying in terms of what policy should be thinking about and focused on in order to uh, to do more for those city centres? So the first thing is that if somebody says, "Well, what is 
an expanded Manchester City Centre or Birmingham City Centre going to do for a place like Oldermore or West Bromwich? The answer is that it should, in principle, do quite a lot. And so, first, we need to be trying to uh, build on the success, to, to build on the success of uh, those two city centres and make them larger to make sure there is enough or more prosperity to, to go around. But clearly, you know, that isn't going to be the only uh, thing that needs to be done. Uh, and uh, it's not as if you're going to create all these, these extra jobs and people in with, with lower level skills in a place like Oldham or West Bromwich are just going to be able to access them because there are other barriers there that are preventing them from accessing those jobs. In the same way in London, as we've seen in the past, you know, Barking and Dagenham, the residents there, not doing as well as, as elsewhere in, in the city, across the city, um, despite being on the fringe of one of the most successful labour markets in the world, you know, and that's because of the skills barriers that are in place. So skills has to be the first thing that we, we uh, or sorry, the second thing, or thing in conjunction, should we say, that we do in, in line with expanding the size of the city centre um, to of uh, for residents within a place like Oldham um, to make sure that they've got the tools to access that greater prosperity. Then there are questions about transport links, for example, to link people in. Interestingly, Oldham already has a Metrolink um, uh, line going to it. The problem is, is the skills element, not the transport element. Then there's a question about the quality of life offer that different places offer. And we discussed this in, in terms of the towns and villages around cities on the other podcast. Exactly the same thing applies for um, for neighbourhoods within cities too. You know, to some extent, they are competing for residents. You know, a place like um, like Oldham is competing with Didsbury. So what are we doing in terms of other interventions? what might be described as pride of place type interventions and the levelling up white paper to try and make Oldham a more attractive place uh, to live, both for existing residents, but also potentially uh, residents coming in as well. Now, what's interesting on that is that in the white paper, lots of ideas around what we should do around pride of place, but some of this probably will occur organically. Again, we've seen this in London. You know, if you think about places like Brixton or, or Shoreditch, you know, very unattractive place to live 30 or 40 years ago, radically changed now because of the increased amount of prosperity that is there. And all of a sudden, other people get priced out of other places. These places become more attractive. Or to pick a place further out, Waltham Store, for example, well connected by transport, uh, uh, large increases in the performance of the centre of London, that has made Waltham Store relatively more attractive. Of course, that then brings up all sorts of thorny questions around gentrification, which then means you need to be building enough houses in these places to, to meet uh, demand with greater supply. But then so it gives you a whole policy prescription for a place like Oldham or a place like West Bromwich, which isn't just expand the city centre and everything will be fine. It's you need to expand the city centre before anything else can happen. But also you can then make these other interventions to make sure that the people who live there are able to access that prosperity. Brilliant. Thanks very much, uh, Paul. Great summary of the briefing. You can read the briefing on our website. You can also enjoy uh, all the lovely uh, maps that illustrate uh, in uh, map form of what Paul's just been talking about. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to this episode of City Talks brought to you by Centre for Cities. You can find us on iTunes and Stitcher by searching Centre for Cities. Please rate, review and subscribe if you like what you heard. You can also follow the centre on Twitter at Centre4Cities or like us on LinkedIn for the latest updates on what the centre is up to. If you have any comments on the episode or suggestions for topics we should cover in the future, we'd love to hear from you. Do tweet us or send an email to info at centreforcities.org. The music was from Palace Fires by Johnny Foreigner. Used with permission and all rights are reserved.